the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. This is where we're living life like it matters. And you know what? We have one purpose in life. And the key is to figure out what is that one purpose. And that one purpose without the specifics in generality is to live your life like it matters. Because you were created for a purpose. You were created for a reason. You are unique. You are one of a kind. You are rare. You are precious. And I don't care what you've done up until now. I'm going to tell you. There's a new beginning. God is the God of new beginnings. I mean, man, there's a lot of people in the good book that started pretty well and ended pretty poorly. I mean, uh, uh, Solomon, uh, King Saul, right? I mean, I, I can give you a list of people. But you know what's more important? is the people who started poorly, but finished well. Look up a king by the name of Manasseh. I'm pretty sure he sawed Isaiah in half. Start off pretty terrible, 12 years old, a monster, but he became a really good man at the very end. The thief on the cross, let's be honest, the thief on the cross, right? How about Rahab? Remember our introduction to her? She was a woman of the night, and now she's in the genealogy of Christ. I mean, think about that. You know, people that started poorly but finished well. And that can be us. But I'm telling you what, I'm starting to see the opposite take place. We're going in the wrong direction, ladies and gentlemen. And it kind of it reminds me of a story I heard. You know, selling in a certain Italian harbor, it's supposed to be pretty hazardous. There's rocks and cliffs and all kinds of uh, hard maneuverabilities. So to avoid a wreck, ships align themselves perfectly with three lights. These three lights are laid out on these sharp rocks high up on. And so when the, when the captain comes in, they have to align those three lights as one. Uh, and without that, they're going to shipwreck. They're going to hit a rock, something out of the water. But when that captain sees those three lights as one light up, they're one, then they know they can proceed safely up the narrow channel. And ladies and gentlemen, can I suggest that those three pillars, those three lights, for those of us who grew up in, under the blessings of uh, America, is God, family, and country, right? Let's be honest, in the past, up until the last 10, 15 years, if things were going good with God, if things were going well in your country, and things were going well in your family, right, uh, pinch me, right? Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to the bathroom and leaving gold mines and uh, horseshoes, right? <laughs> right? Good stuff happening, right? But now, think about it. We've lost 
some of those things. And that's really what I want to talk about. You know, I've been kind of uh, breaking down what's going on because it's confusing around us. It doesn't make sense. It's illogical. And whenever it gets illogical, I go to the spirit world because I'm a pretty smart guy. And if it doesn't make sense, if it's illogical, uh, then to me, it goes into the spirit realm. There's two realms. There's this temporal realm that we can see and touch and smell and lick and all that. But then there's the spirit world. That's the only real one that is the eternal one. And so some of us get lost in this in this temporal world and forget the real world. It's the matrix. You know, I know I hate to bring it up that way. If you watch the matrix with that frame, it'll blow your mind. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's true. If you look at it that way, it's a, a little bit of truth there in that artwork, right? And so today, I want to continue unpacking what I consider the dilemmas facing us today. And I call us leaders because we're leaders. We're out there making a difference. We're out there uh, forging a trail where maybe none have gone before. We're out there fighting the system. We're swimming upstream of a corrupt society. Uh, we're, we're, we're being a light in a dark, dark world. We're bringing hope to a hopeless generation. We're setting the captives free. We're shaking the foundations of the enemy. And much of the problems of today's world have to do with faith. Now, you know I'm a man of God, and I'm a pastor, and I love the Word of God, and I love to talk 24-7 about God. I just want you to know that's what this next 50 hours is not about, 50 minutes, sorry, 50 minutes, is not about. I mean, I love talking about it, but that's not what we're doing this show, so we're not talking about religion day. It's a worthy subject, but what we're talking about today is faith. See, faith, the Bible says, is the assurance of things hoped for, the convictions of things not seen. The good book also says three things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these, he says, it's in the chapter of love, of course. What do you think is the great? Which one's going to win, right? The greatest of these is love. And by the way, I would agree. And not that that matters because God's ways are way far beyond my ways. And so God wasn't made in my image. I was made in his image. But I would agree. That three things last forever, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. See, here's why I believe that's true, though. Faith and hope can wane. Do you ever hear that? Faith and hope can wane. But love doesn't. Love doesn't tire out. Love doesn't give up. Love doesn't back out. Love doesn't forget. Love doesn't remind you of your pound of flesh, of your record of wrong. Love is not a clanging symbol when the need is for silence. See, that's only true if you understand the reality that love is a verb, it's not a noun. Look up your, your words. Love's not a feeling. Uh, sensuality, sexuality, amores, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, those are feelings, good feelings, like those feelings. That's why men and women get married. That's why men and women have children, because of those good arrows, that good arrows love, right? But that's what we're talking about. Love is a verb. For God so loved the world, he did something about it. For I so love my family, I do something about it. For I so love my country, I do something about it. For many so love their country, we just celebrated Memorial Day, that they did something about it. For there is no greater love than to lay down your life for your brother. And a lot of people 
lay down their life for faith. Faith in a country. Faith in a concept. Faith in a belief system. Faith in a God. Faith in a wife who couldn't wait to have her husband home. Faith in children who needed daddy to come home. Faith in America where they could be as free as they wanted to be, as successful as they wanted to be. What I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, today is faith. Oh, yeah, we all have faith. But, you know, it's not the, just the ability to possess faith. And we're going to talk about what is this thing called faith? What does it mean? And how does it show up? But might I suggest that it's just not the act of faith, because it's a, B, a bunch of BS. It is a belief system. But it's also, who is that faith in? Because, you know, the quality of your faith really is dictated by the quality of person or thing that you direct your faith to or from. And today I want to ask the question, what type of faith do you have? What? No faith? Oh, you have faith. And today we want to take a look at what do we have faith in. We have faith every day we get up. We have faith every day we get in our car. We have faith every day we drive down the street. We have faith every day we turn that corner going 65 miles an hour on a two-lane road. And we're uh, shaving and texting and talking to our kids in the back seat. And going off 65 miles an hour in a self-driven car around corners and turns. And just having faith that the person coming the other way is going to stay in their lane and to drive safely. We have faith that there's not a tree around that corner sitting right in front of us that's going to throw us off the edge. Ah, don't tell me you have no faith. What? No faith? Oh, you got some. But in what? That's what we're going to figure out today. I'm Black. We'll be right back. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. And I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, June 30th through July 2nd. That's likeitmatters.net. Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. What does it mean to be a Christian woman in our current culture? How does your faith in Christ relate to the world around you? At times, being a Christian can seem like an overwhelming task in today's busy and challenging landscape. That's why you should visit iBelieve.com, a site designed for Christian women. 
Whether you're looking for insight, conversation starters for your church group, or just an uplifting message, you'll find it at iBelieve.com. Visit iBelieve.com, a division of Salem Media Group. Hi, I'm Anthony Commers with Commerce Water. Let us build you a long-lasting, high-efficiency water softener. If you contact us now, you'll get $400 off our new wet technology water softener. Do it right the first time. Contact Commerce.com. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Today, we're questioning our faith. And again, this isn't a religious show. Please don't turn off the radio, change the station. Oh my gosh, he's talking about that God thing. See, that's part of the problem. When God becomes so offensive, But talking about LGBTQ homosexuals, seeing two NFL players kissing, uh, watching people take abortion pills uh, on front of you on the news camera, none of that's offensive. But notice, but talking about God to some of you is so offensive. Don't you see there's something wrong? There's only one person I know when I read my good book that is absolutely offended by the word of God. And that's the devil and his demons. So it's pretty clear there's only two teams in this world. Keep it simple, soldier. There's God's team and the other's team. You can call it whatever you want to call it. Call it blue team. Call it uh, uh, devil's team. Call it demonic. Call it whatever you want. Who cares? If you're not on God's team, you're on the other team. And the other team hates God's word. Matter of fact, it says that light and darkness are enemies. They share nothing in common. Matter of fact, it says darkness hates the light. It doesn't say the light hates darkness. Think about that. Why does darkness hate the light? Because whenever darkness is there and light shows up, darkness has to go away. Have you ever thought about that? Wouldn't you be pretty ticked off if every time you were somewhere and something or somebody else showed up, you just poof, disappeared? That'd tick you off, wouldn't it? That'd make you a little angry, wouldn't it? Kind of make you hate some things, wouldn't it? And let me ask you, how about you? When you show up, what else shows up and what else disappears? Who is your posse? Who are you riding with, right? You know, the first section, we were in a segment, we were talking about, you know, safe travel in a troubling harbor. Uh, And lining up these three lights, I'd love to see that. It's this treacherous pathway getting into this little narrow path. 
and it's jots and turns and twists, and there's rocks sticking out of the ground, and you, you, you can't maneuver it on your own. There's a trick. And this is why they put these three lights up as they're going through this pathway. There are three lights on these high mountaintops sticking out. And your goal as the captain is to line those three up so three become one. And you follow the one. Are you following the one? Well, first of all, you are. I am. Lee is. John is. The Pope is. And by the one, I don't mean the same one. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) I don't think we're all following the same one, but we're following the one. And we each got to figure out what is our one. That's success. That's we exchange our time, right? We mortgage it, right? We call it a job. We call it family. We call it investing our time. And at the end of time, the Bible says it's appointed for man to die one time, and then comes the judgment. That's why the Bible says in Psalms, the word is a lamp unto my feet and light unto my path. Can I tell you right now, of those few Christians that are left, very few know the word of God. Right? We talked about selling in a certain harbor can be hazardous. To avoid erect, ships align themselves perfectly with three lights. When the captain sees three lights as one, he can safely proceed up the narrow channel. God also provides three harbor lights to guide us. God's word is an objective standard of righteousness. Now, you need to have your own. If you don't believe the word is, then what is your objective standard for righteousness? You've got to have this trinity in place. What is your standard? Now, God's Holy Spirit is our subjective witness. And maybe your witness your family. Right? Think about that. Subjective witness. And then you know what God does? God takes our circumstances and they become God's providence. Because if God wanted to keep us from doing that, they would. Uh, He would. And if not, he won't. And so at least it's permissive will. If nothing else, maybe not primary will, but at least permissive will of God. And so God, let's let's go through the unfairness of life, the hardness of life. And we're either going to give God glory or the devil glory. We're either going to use it as a test or temptation. We're either going to be victorious or we're going to struggle. And then we learn from that. We pick ourselves up. We dust ourselves off. We hit it again. A righteous man will stumble seven times and get back up. But the, the wicked will stumble in the ruin. See, when we align these three perfectly, they assure us that we are in the hands of God. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's move off from my fact that I'm a Christian. So let's just go now as a human being, as an American. The traditional American three lights were God, family, and country. Did you get the order too? God, family, and country. Now, some of you could say God, country, and family. Some of you might say, God, right, a family, country, God. But those are the three lights. And God's part of them, the top three. And whether you believe it or not, God's a part of the society. He always has been, always will be. Now, different parts, different ways, different bigs or different littles, right? And so I shared this yesterday. Americans are leaving church and most aren't coming back. If someone has a robust religious experience growing up, they're likely to maintain those beliefs and practices into adulthood. This is what the founder of the, of the research said. But for nearly 30 years, research has shown Americans who identify as religious is constantly declining. And it's getting terrible. Remember, Generation Z is in the, born in the late 1990s, early 2000s. It's the least religious generation. 34%, more than one out of three identifying as unaffiliated. 
among millennials, the next generation up, 29%, almost 30%. Before that, Generation X, my generation, 25 The generation of my mom and dad, 18%. And then the generation of my grandparents, 9%. Religiously unaffiliated. You see how that number's growing and growing and growing? And it's not only the lack of religiousness that's affecting Generation Z, but far more likely to identify as atheist or agnostic. In other words, they just don't give a crap. That's what agnostic means. They just don't care. Who cares? I got a cattle to feed. I got naked pictures to share. I got to copulation I need to have. I've got some people I need to crap on. See, only 4% of the silent generation, my grandparents, identify as agnostic or atheist. The greatest generation, the World War II generation, the ones that fought when they didn't want to fight, the ones that became, made America became the real true world power, the ones that put their life on the line, and one of the most significant changes in American religious culture has been the increasing rate at which Americans can now remain non-religious. Today, nearly two-thirds, 65% of Americans report having no childhood religious affiliation. And they stay that way as adults. 65%. In 2014, just eight years ago, only 53% raised without a formal tradition stayed that way. Before that, seven years before that, the number was 46. Look at how rapidly it's increasing. Think about that, ladies. We're changing. There is no longer God. Or now the God that's preferred by government is Islam. Allah. Even though Allah tells uh, followers of the Quran that homosexuality is abomination, they should be stoned. Even though women have no rights in Islam and can be treated, can be killed uh, in honor killings. Even though they violate all the norms of what the woke generation really believes they still support islam why because islam they see as anti-christian that's why that's why and so we have faith and you know what brought this about was i was driving down the street and with a freeway going 80 miles an hour and next to me is a transport you know one of those flatbeds those semi-trucks and on top of it was transporting like eight really high-end suvs the big ones the expeditions, the, 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 the big ones, the suburbans, but nicer end than that. And there's eight of them on there. And this semi is going down the freeway 80 miles an hour, and that truck is bouncing on that. And I'm watching. I'm in the lane over. And about six feet behind that transport truck is a little Toyota Camry. Maybe six feet, maybe seven feet, maybe eight at the most. And I'm driving next. I'm watching this Suburban at the very top, and it's slanted down. It's the last one of the eight. It's on the second level, slanted down, and it's bouncing around. It's bouncing. I mean, it's almost creating space that you can see through from the tire and the railing. And each one of those tires had a yellow strap on it, a come-along, a pull-me-down. And that 2,000-pound vehicle, whatever it weighs, this semi-truck is going down the freeway 80 miles an hour. That 2,000-pound vehicle is bouncing around. Six feet behind it going 80 miles an hour is a, a little Toyota Camry. <laughs> don't tell me you don't have faith. 
Don't tell me when you send your kids to school today, 2022, that you don't have to have faith. Don't tell me that when you go to a sporting event with 60,000 people at it or 20,000 people or 10,000 people at it that you don't need to have faith. This word faith is interesting. It's changed. I actually looked this word up, and I got definitions starting from 1790. Faith, belief of the revealed truths of religion, the system of revealed truths held by Christian church, trust in God, tenant, held, trust in the honesty of veracity of another, fidelity. 1913, belief or trust in the statement or word of another, such that we accept and act upon it with full assurance, belief, or trust of the same nature in religious things. 2006, the belief in the historic truthfulness of the scripture narrative, the belief in the facts and truth of scripture, that which is believed on any subject, whether science, politics, religion, especially a system of religious belief of any kind, one's promises, fidelity to one's promises, or allegiance to duty, a person honored and beloved loyalty. Today, we're talking about faith. I'm Mr. Black. We'll be right back. Take a listen to these words about Like It Matters Leadership Awakening from a recent attendee. Leadership Awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through, and that's executive, professional, communication training, to to how to hold a fork. It, the, the Leadership Awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge my mind in a way that I've never been challenged before and it's there's nothing like it there's 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 no way to explain it with words you have to experience it leadership awakening change your heart change your mind change your life go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next leadership awakening it's not only changing lives it's saving lives that's likeitmatters.net slash schedule Hi, I'm Cole with the Kingdom Builders. As I look forward to the coming roofing season, I also look back to past roofing seasons. I mean, way back, 2,000 years ago when our Savior Jesus was here. He did so many wonders and helped so many people that when the sick and hurting heard about him, they did whatever they could to get to him. In Luke 5, it talks about some men who wanted to bring a paralyzed man laying on a bed before Jesus. But finding no way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and let him down into the presence of Jesus. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said, Man, your sins are forgiven. Wow. They were so sure of the healing power of Jesus that they broke a hole in the roof to get him to Jesus. A couple things I ponder about this passage is, one, I wish I had faith like that. And two, I wonder which roofing company they used to repair that hole. If you need us to take a look at your roof, feel free to give us a call at 612-900-9166. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that back over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. 
The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application in Minneapolis. I'm coming. I'm coming for you, Minneapolis. Matter of fact, 28 days from today, uh, we will be having our next Leadership Awakening class in the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, St. Paul. And I think we're at uh, eight, so I think we've got about four spots left. If you want to change your world, my friend, Sign up. Go to likeitmatters.net. 48 hours that will forever change your life. And then the cool thing is once we teach you how you work and it gets you on fire, gets you cleaned up, get those tubes replaced, all the fluids replaced, and get your tires rotated, get you ready for that uh, next half of your life, uh, then you have me on the radio an hour a day. And then biweekly, when you listen to podcasts, you got something else. You can go find Living Life Like It Matters. My bi-weekly podcast, which is not my radio show, it's something different, uh, where you can listen to that twice a week, and Mondays are story time with Mr. Black. And then those of you that are spiritually minded, uh, what you could do is then go to wayofwarrior.blog, and I post scripture every day, and then ways to apply it and implement it, because uh, if I walk you into the kingdom, I better be feeding you, I better be growing you, I better be preparing you for the next stage of your use and your growth. And today we're talking about, you know, the fact that America is becoming um, anti-God, a God, non-God, whatever you want to call it. It's happening rapidly and it's been done well. It started in the 60s, you know, removing prayer, removing the Bible, uh, of course, and then the Roe v. Wade, you know, where the 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 Supreme Court justice found, wow, it was just right there. They had to have a microscope to see it. It was invisible ink. That, yeah, the Founding Fathers put a right to kill a baby that you didn't want. It was right there the whole time. I can't believe people didn't see it. It was right there. You just had to have nine wiser than everybody else, men and women, who could pull out their secret little scope and see what the rest of us could not see. And so we're moving away from religion. We're moving away from God, although religion actually is growing. Mormonism, Catholicism, Islam, all those religions, and God hates religion, boy, they're all doing well. But those who walk with God, who know God, uh, is diminishing. But I want you to know, oh, we still have faith. Yeah. It's just the object of our faith has changed. And it was Einstein who we'd all can admit was a pretty smart guy who said the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over expecting different results you got to understand that so it'd be crazy on the path that we're on right now to keep doing the same thing and not expect the same if not worse results because chaos is increasing check out your laws of the universe and so we got to change our approach we got to think differently and yet when you start thinking differently, people attack you because the world doesn't want you to think differently the world has a plan and this is all part where we're going it, it reminds me of a story I heard years ago 
Uh, it was a dark, stormy night. It was a Navy seaman. He was he was in training and under the command of a senior officer. It was his first time directing the movements of the ship under the command of his captain. In the dead of the night, a, a problem arose that required a new map of reality. And the one that was operating, the map of reality in place, was not working effectively. And so it was a strange conversation. It went down kind of like this. You know, the seaman uh, came in the captain's quarter in a panic. He said, Captain, Captain, wake up, sir. We have a problem. Oh, so waking from sleep, the captain responded, what, what is it, son? The crew member said, no, sorry to wake you, sir, but we have a serious problem. The captain said, well, well, tell me, what is it, man? The crew member said, there's a ship in our sea lane. I've been watching it. It's about 20 miles away, 20 knots away, and, and they refuse to change course. And if we don't change course or they don't change course, uh, we're going to collide. So the captain responded, so what do you mean they refuse to move? Just, just tell them to move, sir. The, the guy responded, we, we've told them to move. They will not move. But, Captain, if it's your command, I will signal them again. Maybe something's changed. So the seaman goes and sends out another signal. And the signal, signal says, move starboard 20 degrees. I mean, he wanted to make it very clear what he wanted. But the signal returns, you move starboard 20 degrees yourself. I mean, now the young man told us the captain. The captain was surprised by the response. The captain was beside himself, I mean, awoken from sleep, uh, not sure what's going on, and then he gave clear instructions, and they weren't kept. And he said, I can't believe this. What are they thinking? I mean, I'm a captain. Let them know who I am. I'm important. I'm not some fisherman in a little boat. Tell them to change course starboard 20 degrees. So the signal goes out. This is Captain Horatio Hornblower commanding you to move starboard 20 degrees at once. So the captain's right there waiting to hear this response. So all of a sudden, a response comes in, signal returns. This is Seaman Carl Jones II commanding you to move starboard 20 degrees at once. Now, the commander, the captain's livid. He's beside himself. I mean, he's got rank here. He's got rank. What arrogance, he's thinking. I mean, what presumption. He's a seaman commanding me. I'm a captain. He doesn't tell me what to do. I could just blow him right out of the water. Young man, said the captain, you send out a message telling them who we are and the power we possess in this boat. So the seamen sent out the signal. This is the mighty Missouri flagship of the 7th Fleet. We command you to move 20 degrees now. And the captain, the seamen, they're feeling pretty good, man. They look at each other. Yeah, you can feel the testosterone in the room, right? Ah. And so they wait and wait and wait. And thus, a response comes in. Simple one-sentence response. This is the lighthouse. You move 20 degrees now. Wow. We can call that an epiphany. I love the word epiphany. Something that was hidden that's now right in front of you. A new map of reality just been formed. The immovable is now movable. Why? Because everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief. This is the core principle of working with human beings. You got to get this. Nobody ever does anything because. The human being is not a because creature. Because. You know that apostrophe, C-U-Z, because. There's a reason for everything. We all wear a hat. What's in it for me? 
We are selfish creatures. The number one picture in the world is what? Yeah. How do you know who Kim Kardashian and Paris Hilton are? Yeah. Because we do what we do so good behind doors that we want the world to see what we do when we close those doors. See? I would never think of doing like that. I would be ashamed. I would be appalled. I would be humiliated. I would be, I couldn't even tell you. I would explain that to my kids. My God has access to the internet, right? I mean, he's omniscient, right? Omnipotent, right? Omnipresent. So he's got to be able to search the World Wide Web. He's got to be able to see it all, right? See, we need a new map of reality. And what's happening is it's the family structure. You know, I love Greg Gutfeld. Uh, he's funny. He's conservative. You know, I'm, a, I'm conservative. I don't know if I'd call myself a Republican. I think I still am. But I'm conservative. I'm a Christian. And you know what? I don't believe that God or Jesus Christ uh, belongs to any political party. I don't think he's a Republican or a Democrat. But there's no doubt in my mind that he's conservative, not liberal. There's no doubt in my mind that he's conservative, not woke. There's no doubt in my mind that Jesus Christ and God himself are pro-life, even in the, in the situation of rape or incest. I can guarantee you God is pro-life. I can guarantee you that God believes that judgment is a part of love. And do not forsake the, the punishment of God, he tells us. For God only punishes his children. If you were not his own, he would not punish you. I punish my kids. I don't lay a hand on another kid. You may do whatever you want to your kid. If you put a hand on my kid, we got an issue. That's how God sees it, too. That's why he turns them over to their sin, their lust. And so we got to take a look. So Greg, Greg Gutfeld did a great piece. It was actually his monologue. And he's talking about how terrible things are, and they are terrible. And, he, and I'm going to pick up halfway through the monologue. He says, sure, we've had horrible violence for centuries. Genghis Khan killed millions of people, but he also fathered a ton. Historians call him the era's Pete Hegseth. That's a joke. Imagine the Father's Day card when Genghis Khan was around, huh? Dear Dad, you conquered my heart and Asia Minor. Right? He said we had Ivan the Terrible. You didn't get that nickname for not spraying Febreze after you used the bathroom. He was truly terrible. Glad they're not around to hear him riffing on them, right? And then there were the world wars, right? World War I, which I guess led to two. But you didn't think I'd be through as thorough, did you? I'm a regular Julie Socrates. That's what he's talking about. He said this. Guns have been around longer than Wolf Blitzer or even Joy Behar. <laughs> but not mass shootings. They're new. See, kids used to bring guns to school back in the day, apparently. True, teachers' pets brought apples so other students could shoot them off the teachers' heads. He said, I made that up. But we've had violence, weaponry, and evil, and that's just the Gutfeld family. But this latest violence seems new in this greater context. Why is that? Well, guns scream the left, but guns have been around. See, ladies and gentlemen, we've always had pain. We've always had hurt. We've always had trauma. But now when we get squeezed by life, this evil, vile, bitter hatefulness, and I believe it's because what we're putting our faith into. We're putting our faith in a broken system called man. We're putting our faith in a broken system called America. We used to have faith in our elections. There's no faith. There, there are no free and fair elections. We used to have faith in our judicial system. I mean, when 95% of people that...
nation's capital are registered Democrats? Don't you see it's not a political even system? There is the government is controlled now by one party. It's the deep state. It's the Democratic Party. And if you're part of that, it's great. But it's just factual data. So you can't even have faith in the justice system. You can't have faith in our elections. You can't have faith in our president. Our families are falling apart. And we don't have a faith in God anymore. Ladies and gentlemen, do you see what's going on? But there's a solution. That solution is you and me and knowing how we work to change what's going on. I'm Black, and we'll be right back. Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, June 30th through July 2nd. That's likeitmatters.net. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Hear the latest reporting and analysis on the big stories of the day on the Daybreak Insider podcast. It's top-notch reporting from SRN News, along with the sharpest insight from Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager, Sebastian Gorka, and the voices of townhall.com. The Daybreak Insider podcast. It's your first look at today's top stories. Available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and at SalemPodcastNetwork.com. With the vast majority of media today leaning hard left, it can be tricky to find news that actually shares, let alone defends, a conservative viewpoint. Hotair.com provides analysis and commentary from conservative writers like Ed Morrissey. Hotair.com. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to Leadership Awakening. For probably two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career. I spent time in supervision and management, so I've been to a lot of leadership training. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked, and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program. I went back later on as a facilitator, so I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. It was powerful. You know, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Today, we're talking about faith. And what is faith? Faith is a belief. 
It's a bunch of BS. It's a belief system. The ascent of the mind to the truth of what is declared by another, resting solely and implicitly on his authority and veracity, reliance on testimony. Faith is that which is believed on any subject, whether in science, politics, religion, especially theology. Think about that. Faith is a word we don't hear a lot anymore. Faith is a strong belief in a supernatural power or powers that control human destiny. You know, I talk about the logical levels. The logical levels by Dr. Robert Diltz is part of a neuro-linguistic programming, NLP, which is what is my forte. I'm a master practitioner. They are very anti-God, New Age, uh, because it's all about quantification. And you can't quantify God. You can't put God in a box, and so you can't explain God. You can't create a, a, a material world around an immaterial God. And so they choose not to believe. But still, in the logical levels, they added uh, a spirit level. Years after it had created, I don't know what the length was, but it was probably a good 10, 15 years after the logical levels were established that Robert Dills added the level of spirit. There, there were five levels. At the bottom was environment. Above that's behavior. Above that's capabilities. Above that's belief systems and values. Above that was identity. And it stopped there with man being the top of the food chain. You see, a lot of you believe that man's the top of the food chain. And that's how it was in NLP. But the problem is they realized that they had a problem with that. Because that really smart guy, Einstein, who told us the definition of insanity was doing the same thing over and over. And by the way, the flip, story, the flip side of the Einstein coin is this. If you don't like the results, change the approach. As you change the approach, you change the results. That way you're not crazy anymore. But he also said this. You can never solve a problem at the same level it was created at. Now that made no sense to me until I met the logical levels. Because a couple of things about logical levels. It's easier to change things on the bottom than the top. And change takes, from the, takes place from the top down, not from the bottom up. Remember, the bottom is environment and behavior. Those are the bottom two. So you can take an alcoholic out of the bar, and they're still an alcoholic, but you change their environment. You can restrict that alcoholic from having any alcoholic things. If they're bad enough, they'll drink uh, mouthwash, cough medicine. They'll sniff glue. They'll inhale poppets. You know, the end of the can, once you get all the whipped cream out of the can, that little chemical in there, you inhale that and it makes you high a little for like 15 seconds. I did it once in college. I know it's stupid. Right? So you got to realize what's going on. This is how we work. And so it's structure. Remember in, in that, 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 that port, that harbor, you know, the Italian one, we're so hazardous. Avoid direct ships align themselves perfectly with the three lights. And when the captain sees, makes the three lights become one, they follow that one single path up that narrow channel to be safe. And we have always had, for as Americans, God, family, and country. In all threes, the foundation have been shaken. I used to be in love with my country. I'm not. My country left my God. We no longer have fair elections. We no longer have an equal and honest justice system. If you're a Democrat, you're treated one way. If you're a Republican, you got the book thrown at you. I mean, Biden get away with everything. Trump farted and he got impeached. And you guys are all okay with that. You think it's funny. But what standards is that setting for our kids? See, kids are always watching. This way you got to get uh, Steve, uh, the guy on Fox News. I can't think of his name. Is Steve, uh, Steve Hilton. He did an article about a week ago. Said, uh, no, this is actually from two, th June of 18. 
Family breakdown is the biggest issue America refuses to talk about. He says, quote, family policy is the single most important issue to get right. Strong families are the foundation of a strong, prosperous society. That makes family a populist issue, but it shouldn't be a partisan one. The deeper point is to understand that this is much bigger than just crime. More and more children in America are growing up in broken homes in a toxic culture stress. By the way, this was written right after Parkland. 14 kids were killed. And now we had 19 kids killed here in Uvalde. And by the way, there was a shooting last night in Oklahoma at a hospital. Four people were killed. It's the breakdown of the family. It's the lack of God. It's we have no faith in the system of our country anymore. We're no different than China and Russia. We now persecute our political opponents. Look what they're doing to Donald Trump. Whether you like the guy or not, enough's enough. You persecute your political opponents. Look at the January 6th people. Those people are still in jail, being beaten up and harassed. But you got Black Lives Matter and Antifa killing people, throwing urine in people's face, going up to cops, calling them the N-word and spitting in their face and beating them up. And they don't even, they don't even have to post cash bail. They just walk right out. See, people's faith in their country is shot. It's, that's why people are struggling. People's faith in God is shot. And the family's breaking apart. We got to know the data shows clearly that on average, children who are raised in stable homes with both parents do better. Whether you like it or not, that's data. Follow the science. Children from divorced parents or whose parents never married in the first place do worse, whether that's in terms of lower levels of social mobility, higher levels of poverty. Of course, averages have exceptions. I'm from a broken family. I, I changed it. But it's not easy. Think about this. A few decades ago, over 90% of children were born to married parents. Today, it's less than half. And you look at the black community, I think it's less than a third of black children are born into families with a mother and a father are married. What's going on? We're lacking faith. In the book, How Great Generals Win, Bevan Alexander tells of the general who beat Hannibal. One of Hannibal's most effective tactics was the use of elephants in battle. For years, Roman soldiers and horses were ineffective against the elephants. That is until the Roman general Scipio Africanus made a brilliant decision to startle Hannibal's elephants with trumpets and cause them to retreat in fear. Until the defeat of Hannibal of, uh, of Hannibal of Carthage, the Romans could not make the move toward world empire. I heard in case of an elephant stampede, you should climb the tallest tree because you can't outrun an elephant. But if you can't, you know what the second thing to do is? If you can't get away to a tree, a high place, and get out of the way, they say you fall down flat and lay on the ground. You know why? Because the elephants don't like to walk on things. They're so big and fat, they're afraid to walk on something that's not stable. Isn't that amazing? Remember, a mouse will scare an elephant. You can defeat an elephant with a mouse because they're afraid of little things at their feet because they're so big they can stumble. And with that much weight, when it falls, you could hurt yourself. So you fall down. Could you imagine a hundred elephants coming out, the ground shaking, and you just lay down? To me, that's a picture of walking with God. See, I know that no matter what happens, no matter America's economy, no matter the rise and fall of inflation, no matter if Joe Biden is cursefully reelected or if we're blessed enough to get someone like a Trump back in office, I know that no matter what, God's in charge. And I know no matter what that I'm one of his. And I know no matter what that I'm here 
to set the captives free, to loosen the chains, to open the prisons. And I do that through your mental ability, your physical. I teach you how you work. I free you up from the past. But ladies and gentlemen, we got to do this. You know, like Hannibal, the world, I'll call him Satan. For those of you that don't believe in God, we'll just call it the world. Like Hannibal, the world uses intimidating tools to win spiritual battles against us. We must stand against them. And the problem is, without faith, you can't do that. Today, I'm asking you to consider, what do you have faith in? And is that faith worthy of your life? Is that faith worthy of your children's innocence? Is that faith worthy of the innocence of your wedding bed? See, we must stand against the weapons of this world with weapons that even he cannot counter. Truth, righteousness, the gospel of peace, faith, salvation, the sword of spirit, knowing the word of God. Do you realize how many Christians don't know the word of God? How many Christians believe that man is basically good? Here's why the neurological levels matter. You can't solve a problem at the same level it's created at. And so the problems, man, the problems always man. Read it. Romans 3.23, all fall short of the glory of God. Read it in the book of Jeremiah. The heart is wicked, evil. Five chapters in, from in the beginning, Genesis 6.6, 6, God repented of creating man. He was sad. He was disappointed. We need to be in the Word to understand the Word of God, connected to God. We need to be connected through prayer. Ephesians 6.10-18, we're supposed to put on the armor of God. The armor there is no armor for one's backside. Notice that? The samurai warrior wore armor all over the front, all over the side, but he never wore armor on the back because it's Bushido. It was the code of ethics of the samurai warrior. He would never retreat. He would never surrender. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and hit it again. It's time to rebuild your faith, whether that be in God, in country, and I can help you do that. We got to clean up some of the stuff from the past, separate you from that you less than precious and then we got to help you create a new vision moving forward go to likeitmatters.net let me help you you're under construction on the like it matters radio network i am mr black helping you become more hopeful about your future reminding you when you live your life like it matters it does hi friends this is katie pavlich from townhall.com the liberal media and big tech are working overtime to promote the left's anti-American agenda to silence me and the reporters on our team at Town Hall. We must bring the truth to the American people free from the spin of big media and the censorship of big tech companies. Town Hall covers the news that matters, exposing the COVID lies, the leftist rot and crime surge in our cities, the illegal alien crisis at our southern border, and all of Joe Biden's unconstitutional overreach including the critical race theory attacks on our children and grandchildren by school boards working with the Department of Justice. Visit townhall.com each morning, afternoon, and night for the truth as my team investigates the Biden administration, their big media friends, and leftist activists. With your support, we can keep holding government bureaucrats and their allies in the media accountable. Visit townhall.com today to join the fight. The fight for our nation starts with townhall.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.